listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Well, as you saw it in the comments, um, today we're dealing with how to operate in Bible faith. And um, you're not going to want to miss this one. The last two days have been so powerful. You got to go back and listen. If you can't, um, there's one, Bill Sheets. One of the things that I love, we're putting these on the podcast. So for those of you, yeah, where are the hookers today? I haven't seen the hookers in like at least the last week and a half. This has been a hookerless broadcast, but we love the hookers too. When we were up in uh, Texas, I should say down in Texas, she came up to me and she said, the little hookers want to give you something. And her kids ran up with an offering. <laughs> so it was great to have them. Um, Lydia, praise God. They went missing. Yes, they did. Clarksburg. Karen Carnes. Um, we've been putting these on the podcast. Is that correct, Tiffany? They're up on the podcast for everybody. And so I know a lot of you like to listen while you're working, while you're driving, chores, doing your workouts. I like to whistle while I work. Whistle. <laughs> There's Zach Ramsey. Good to see you. Dundee, New York. That's where Crocodile Dundee is from. Right. Hello, Murray. Shanu. Jonathan Shuttlesworth. The hookers are in my trunk. Well, I've never seen so many. Oh, that's my cousin who I love. So we are related to him. Definitely. Okay. Definitely are. I checked. Hello, John. (laughs) These are quality automobiles. Um, Kellyanne Arnold, I'm so glad to have you on today. Glad you're here. <laughs> Not in meetings, obviously, or just finished one. Uh, it's going to be a great day. So, down to fellowship. My cousin's DTF. He's down to fellowship. And he's in Florida. If you'd like to fellowship with him, we're going to be putting his uh, phone number up in the comments. 666 555 Press 1. Yes, to get through directly to him. Um, (laughs) John, I'll tell you something funny. And I wasn't, I saw that you have a a really beautiful, I mean, that's like one of the best and most well-kept mullets that I've ever seen, including well-to-do baseball players. But I just didn't have time to cut my hair and I had to shoot TV. And I was, um, I just cut the sides because I had the front shot from the camera, but the back was just like long, (laughs) but it just looked like, trailer trash basically is what I looked like and then yesterday I hadn't cut it yet and I kept turning to look at my dad and there's like this dark line it looked horrible looked like I was getting ready to rob a 7-eleven after the broadcast but my cousin if you if you could just check his Instagram one of the most beautiful mullets you've ever seen and so well kept very very nice and I pray that it comes back strong in America an awakening of mullets if you will Lydia, you stay tuned today. God will heal your blood pressure. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. He sent his word and it, the word, Fenton's translation, it healed them. So a lot of times people, uh, if they they will just receive the word, healing will come. 
The Bible says in Luke, they came to hear and to be healed. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Bill Sheets. You might even say it was a miracle word. Right. <laughs> Bill said, I used to spend three hours a day listening to Jonathan. I listened to Teddy one day and got saved. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I saw that. My Uncle Terry cut one who used to be in my youth group, Theo, cut his hair off into a mullet yesterday. I saw that. Wonderful. We're making it happen. Not waiting for it to happen. Well, if you didn't get a chance to share it, we've given you plenty of time. Sharing is caring. Somebody put it in the comments. We love you. Earlier, with this, how many years ago would this have been? Would it have been 20 years now? Was it right after 9-11, 2001, that you were out on the porch in West Virginia in the house and the Lord spoke to you that faith was at an all-time low in America? Was that right after 2001? It was in the summer before 9-11. Summer before 9-11. Yeah. And you felt, and the Lord spoke the to Lord you. The Lord said very plainly, he said, the level of faith in the church in America is at an all-time low. So when I heard that, I began to work on messages to preach faith. Hmm. Actually, I put three of my best ones in a series at the time called Three Keys to Building Greater Faith. Mm-hmm. If you're lacking in any area, the Word of God is able to fulfill, to meet, to satisfy that area, that need of lack. God never wants you to lack for anything Amen. in your life at any time or anywhere. Mm -hmm. The promise of God is part of His nature. He's El Shaddai. He's the God who is more than enough. So whatever you have need of today, Lydia and Ruth and all of you that are commenting, Bill Sheets I saw, Murray Shanu, all of our friends, just get ready. Aaron Ping. Hey, you know, Aaron is Dale Everett's son-in-law. I did not tell you. And he's starting a church. For you that are in the Las Vegas area, Aaron Pino is starting a brand new Holy Ghost church in Las Vegas. His grandparents uh, helped to sponsor Brother Shambach when Brother Shambach rented a UNLV for a crusade. And so Aaron's grandparents pastored there. Frank Nemeth, hello, buddy. Or did you see him commenting? Oh, there he is. Yeah, Aaron. Hey, yeah, buddy. Aaron, yeah. So he was just up with my friend Jordan Work in Montana not long ago. I didn't know that. But Aaron is a great young faith preacher. And I'm thrilled that he's starting that work in Las Vegas. Amen. And Aaron, when you get it ready and wrong, uh, running strong, we're gonna we're gonna be able to help you. I believe. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he did tell me about that. Jordan told me he's launching in Vegas. In fact, you remember you told me a preacher said to keep that two hundred dollars um, today. You remember he said that mm -hmm. for the ministry. Aaron, I don't. Uh, We'll get it to you. I, I feel the Lord wants us to send a seed to Aaron today. We're going to send you that 200 that somebody sent to me. I'm going to pass it on to you, Brother Aaron. Amen. Amen. We'll add to it, Aaron. Britt was with my mama yesterday. She is a sweet lady. 
Absolutely. My mother's getting better for you that have been praying. I saw her up playing the piano. She's out of rehab. They got her walking. Uh, you know, if you just lay around for every seven days that you lay around, you lose 30% of your muscle uh, uh, structure. That's what the therapist told me when I fell and broke my knee. And I can tell you, if you lay there for seven weeks and it's 30% every day of what you had, well, it takes a while to build back. And my mom's done a great job. She's doing good. We have our friends uh, uh, Paul and Tammy Wilson watching her right now. And thank you, Ruth. I'll let her know you've been praying for her. My mother turned 89 a few weeks ago. She's in her 90th year now. Hmm. Yeah, wasn't that awesome, AJ? She was in her house playing the piano. They had it on Facebook. I have it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Good morning, Andy. Good to see you, buddy. Brother where, Ted's. <laughs> where do you feel like, so since, what would that have been, like July or August 2001, when the Lord spoke to you, where do you feel like it's gone from there in America and the churches in America? Up and down. And I'll tell you why I say it. One of the things the Lord was doing, for example, last year, I believe was separating the wheat from the tares. Now the wheat are those that have received the word, Mark 4, and the ground that it fell upon was good ground, and it has brought forth. Hello, Aaron. I was on radio with Aaron in uh, Newfoundland. Uh, he interviewed me. Um, but Mark 4, there's four kinds of ground. I'll deal a little bit. Good morning, Brother Larry. The grandkids are coming. Um, what led you to start your healing ministry? The Holy Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit. So getting back to this. There are different kinds of ground that the Bible says the word of God falls upon. But the wheat come up out of the productive ground. And so that means they receive the word. And since faith comes by hearing, then the wheat are those that did receive the faith of God. The tares are that or those which the enemy has sowed. And so they try to choke out the word. So the percentages in the Bible would be 25% of everybody that hears the word produces something. Now, if the Lord says to me, and I believe he did, back in August of 2001, he said to me that the level of faith in the church in America is at an all-time low. Now, when I heard that, son, it bothered me because great men who were alive at the time were preaching faith strong. Immediately, Kenneth Hagin comes to my mind, Kenneth E. Hagin. You couldn't find a better, finer, Bible teacher than Kenneth E. Hagin when it came to faith. And then I had the thought, R.W. Shambach, who I'd worked with and was working with then. 
the gift of faith. He preached faith like nobody's business. And so, at first, I didn't receive that word that I later came to feel it was from the Lord. See, God looks at the bigger picture. The sower, like Brother Hagin, like Brother Shambach, they were sowing the word, and I could name a bunch of other preachers too. But it's the ground that determines what that word will accomplish. Now, if in the parable Jesus gave us in Mark 4, three kinds of ground did not produce out of the four, that means, son, 75% of the people that Jesus spoke of in the parable were not receiving. Now, all four grounds received the word. We know right, that. Yeah. All four grounds got it. But they weren't acting on the word. Mm -hmm. Different reasons. The heat of the sun, trial, tribulation, boom, they lose it. The other ground, the cares of this life, mm -hmm. choke out the word. Right. There's all kinds of reasons. Thank you, Aram. Isn't that nice? The seed reveals what the ground is made of. Mm -hmm. Very good. And I love Aram. Aram, were you the one that just got married or was that Ariel? I don't, I can't remember. Amen. One of the brothers just got married. I think it was Ariel. Ariel. Ariel got married. His wife's name is Ariel. Ariel and Ariel. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. But uh, hey, Ted, Chad got his fasting book, King. Good. Now, here's the thing. Ariel got married. Thank you, Arm. So the thing is this. God puts his focus on his word and not on the ground. It is the sower's job to prepare the soil, not God's. It's the sower's job to put the seed in the ground, not God's. God's already given us his word. God's already said that his word, he'll honor it above his name. He's already said the word of God is powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing and dividing asunder between the soul and the spirit. Glory to God. Think of that. It is the word. Hello, Tony Jones. I like Tony. You know Tony. I do. Amen. So glad to see that he's doing well. Now, what I want to say to you is, our job, you that are watching that are ministers of the gospel and really strong believers in the gospel, hello, Greg Lowe, what we need to say is this, we need to begin to teach and minister to people. I call it this way, son. How to operate in Bible faith. And a lot of times people, they just don't know. Hello, Jeff Graves. They just don't know how to operate in Bible faith. And right. I'd like to deal with that at some point today. Good yeah. morning, everybody. Well, I mean, uh, that is what we're dealing with today. And the, you know, it's interesting thought one of the, you're referencing the, the parable of the sowers. By the way, if you haven't taken a minute to share it, share this today. Extremely important because 
the Bible says this is the one element Alan that Walker. it takes to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. Nothing else you do matters if you don't operate in faith. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 14, 23, anything that is not of faith or doesn't proceed from faith is sin. And so faith is the most important element that we have in the kingdom of God. And of course, as my father said, faith comes by hearing. But one of the things that was always very interesting to me of the four types of ground was that he said the enemy can come for one of the types of ground can come at once and steal the seed. And then when he explains it, yeah. he said, it's those who hear the word and don't understand it. They don't understand it. And I think one of the things that is a, has been a temptation for a lot of ministers is to preach in a very impressive way that's very deep. But many people don't understand it. And one of the things that I like that I saw Billy Graham do, my uncle told me this, he said is when he was preparing a message, he would always say, now what in this message can I say that'll appeal to the eight-year-old boy in the crowd? What will I say that'll appeal to the single mother in the crowd? What can I, and prepare what he was gonna say, understanding who would hear him and you said it for years, there's some preachers that you hear them preach, you need a dictionary just to follow along. We call them wordsmiths. <laughs> yeah. Years ago, your mother and I, we had a friend. She was from Rhode Island. She went to work for the Billy Graham uh, ministry. And she got me and your mother in to Billy Graham's little office. Mm -hmm. I, I stood there. I put my hands on the desk where he prepared messages that changed the world. Mm -hmm. Had a a telex machine next to it, which in that day was the most modern, convenience, quickest way to get the word out to people. And I've got a picture of me standing next to his desk somewhere. No big deal. But when I stood at Billy Graham's desk where he studied, prepared messages, um, to touch the world. Nobody changed the world like he did in his generation with the gospel. Mm -hmm. I was aware of the fact that I was standing, and understanding how I mean this, in a sacred place. Heaven touched earth through the spirit of a man who decided he was going to declare the word of God. And so you are not responsible, you that preach, you that share God's word, you're not responsible for the results. There's nothing you can do to make results take place. But it's the Lord who has the final say. Mm -hmm. When you learn that, that'll take a load off of your brain and mind. Because a lot of people, they're trying to do it in their own strength and their own power. But Billy Graham said, the gospel is simple and all must understand it. Amen. Mm -hmm. So the results are up to the work of the Holy Spirit and the Lord. Hello, Sister Rhonda. God bless you. And... Thank God for that. Hello, Scott. So, son, we must love the word. We must study. Yeah. 
if we're going to be approved of God. We've got to prepare ourselves first. Right. I, I used to say it this way. You cannot preach anything to anybody unless first God's preached it to you. Mm -hmm. And then when it becomes a living word, a rhema word in your heart, then you can release that right. to people around the world. Absolutely. Yeah, the word has to be real for you. The revelation doesn't actually work until it's yours. One of the things I remember hearing you say often was, you can't lean on somebody else's faith or you can't live off of somebody else's faith. It has to become your faith, has to become your revelation, Personal. your truth. Yeah. yeah. Like one time I was in Wisconsin and I was going in to the church and a friend of mine, Jeff, his brother was there. And his brother wasn't saved. He's standing there in jeans and army jacket. Mm -hmm. Back then, that was the, the sign of great rebellion, the hippie movement, which shows you if my son's almost 40, then that tells you how old I am. <laughs> I'm 51. But anyhow, no. When I walked in, he said, you can't say anything, preach anything to me. I'm not getting saved. So when he said that, and, I, and the reason I say this, I just told you folks, the results are up to God, not us. So I turned to him, Roger, and I said, all right, go ahead and go to hell. That's all I said. He was standing over a register, the metal registers when the old time heat come out of the floor. And when I said, all right, go ahead and go to hell. <laughs> then the register kicked on, hot air blew up his army jacket. And if ever a man got saved, that night, Roger got saved. As soon as I said, go ahead and go to hell, and the heat came on, suddenly, <laughs> suddenly, the Lord uh, touched him. Amen. What I'm saying is, I had nothing to do with turning the heat on. Mm -hmm. I had nothing to do with getting him saved. But what I did do was I washed my hands of his blood and turned him over to the Lord. The results always belong to God uh, by the Holy Spirit. Our job is just to keep preaching faith, preach faith, preach faith, preach the Bible, preach the word of God. Don't back off of it. Encourage people, <laughs> lift people's spirits, tell them what God can do. Don't tell them what the devil's doing. Who cares? No free advertising for Satan. Tell them, how powerful Jesus is. Lift up Christ in your testimony, witnessing, preaching. Oka, rishando rabaha, hallelujah. Amen. Preach till the fire of God comes on you. Preach until you stir up the gift on the inside of you and it touches heaven and heaven touches you and then you in turn touch the people. It's really time, and understand how I'm going to say this, it's time to set the churches on fire. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I agree. One of the things that uh, blows my mind, I was talking to somebody about this this morning, <clears throat> is that we've had people that use the Holy Spirit as an excuse for laziness, which is mind-blowing to me. Yeah, because uh, you still have to study, you still have to pray, <laughs> you still have to fast, you still have to go into all the world. Yep. So the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. You've got to do that. Yeah. It's like growing up, I remember you hear, hearing you say this often. 
you'd you'd say ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. That's right. Work. The work of the ministry. Ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. And the thing that you I'm know, glad you remember that. You you uh, made a point one time. We were we were at a church, and this is what blows my mind because there's been a divide. Uh, thinking that, in the, especially in the Pentecostal movement, I feel there's been a divide between what we see people, well, the Holy Spirit will take care of it. The Holy Spirit will do it. If he wants it, it'll come to pass. And so they've used that as an excuse for laziness instead of, and then on the other side, you have this a whole other movement. It's, it's just a big, it was really excellent administration, excellent systems, excellent planning, no yielding to the Holy Ghost, no move of the Holy Ghost. Everything's scheduled, everything uh, put out that way. One of the things that blew my mind, we were at a church one time and the altar call was given People came to the altar, gave their hearts to the Lord, all kinds of new believers at the altar. And then when the prayer of salvation was finished, everybody kind of just went back to their seat. And at lunch later, the, uh, my, my father asked the pastor, he said, I noticed nobody uh, spoke to the new believers. Nobody gave them any information. Oh, nobody I got their that. names. Yeah. And he said, what's the story with that? How do, you, how do you follow up on those people? And the pastor's answer was this. Oh, if they're supposed to be here, they'll come back. He said, I've learned if they're not saved under my ministry, yep. then I don't. Right. I don't. And, and he was on drugs. So, so much for his philosophy. And there you go. You have the spirit moving. And then, you know, there's a lack of diligence, no, lack of discipline. He was literally on drugs. No, I know he was. Lack of discipline, lack of consecration, lack of diligence. And he was fat. <laughs> and then here, here's what you've, I'd be like having a baby throwing it in the woods and saying, Hey, if you want dinner, you know where the house is. Come on back for dinner. Whenever you feel like it, you'll yeah. get here if you're hungry. No. And there's, and there's no diligence. And so you say, well, I don't, I don't know why Pentecostal, some Pentecostal churches aren't growing. I don't know why some are. It's because you can't just let the Holy Spirit, well, he's going to take care of all of it. It'll, it'll just, if he wants it to work, it'll work. Now here was the takes thing. work. He ran 40 some people in that church. Right. The altar call was over 50 souls. Right. And I was on a television station in Boston and most all of those people came because they saw me on television, mm -hmm. primarily Catholics, yeah. got saved and he cast him to the curb. I personally believe he'll go to hell unless he repents of that. I really do. I believe that uh, he will miss heaven because woe unto them that would do these things to God's little children. It's right. better a millstone was hung around your neck. And I actually went out and looked for a millstone, but couldn't find one. Well, you know, what's interesting is that the only, the I biggest thing, the biggest care, you look at Jesus' words to Peter. He said, do you love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. You love me? Yes. Feed my sheep. You love me? Yes. Feed my lambs. Jesus, number one, the care that he has is for his sheep, his lambs. He cares. And that's the thing is that that's why he said what he said. It's better that a millstone were hung around your neck and you cast into the sea because more than anything, he loves his children. And when you've got people you show, you don't even care. That's like a spiritual child abuse <laughs> and, and God, God, God doesn't put up with it right. because he loves his, his children. And so faith being necessary, that's why I get to the place faith without works is dead. We, it's, it's interesting because James points that out. You can, you can say you've got faith all day long, but until your actions prove that you have faith, it's a meaningless faith. 
Uh, I like the way Bishop Boyadepo says it. Faith without proofs is fake. Faith without proofs is fake. There, there should be proof to your faith. And, um, you know, it's interesting because you have that happen. Well, I mean, how would you, how would you say this? There's, there's got to be, you feel like people have given up the work of the ministry, the true actions of faith because they're using the Holy Spirit as a crutch. Now, what I'm going to say will shock some of you, but I believe, and I'm being careful how I say it, I believe that, and I'm not going to say some, I'm going to say many, many in positions that we would call ministry, mm-hmm either are not called to be a ministry gift yep. or son, they're not saved. It's just a job. Mm-hmm. I know that's shocking. One time no, Brother Summerall said to me, he said, son, he said, you're going to find out 70 some percent of preachers are nothing more than glorified bookkeepers. And I was young, so I look at Brother Summerall and I go, Brother Summerall, I thought it was like maybe 80 or 90 percent. And he he gave me the look. (laughs) I raised the stakes, but he wanted me to stay down around 70. But the truth is, not everybody that's in a pulpit is called. Not everybody that opens a Bible to speak the word of God is anointed. Now, I always believe if you just read it, something will happen. And I do believe that. But today we're going to begin to get into how to operate in Bible faith. That's mm-hmm. the key. Yeah. Not speaking disparagingly against those that aren't getting it. But I agree with my son. Some, good morning, Joe. Brother Spence is going to come hear you this weekend. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I get to connect Amen. with Bethlehem. But here's the thing. Our example is not others. Our example is Jesus. Amen. And so, Ted, I thought it'd be good if we just look at how Jesus, let's take one day, just one day, in the ministry of Jesus from the scripture, and let's see how Jesus operated in faith. I took these scriptures, I typed them down, I've memorized them, but listen to this. This is just one day. In the ministry of Jesus, found in your Bible, just one day, he starts the day, behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, or Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, at Jesus' feet. One day. In the life of Jesus, and here's how it started. And he said, he besought the Lord greatly, my little daughter. So all ministry is centered upon Jesus meeting a need. As soon as I say that, then all the other kinds of so-called preaching is eliminated. Self-help. Life coach, 
mentoring, and I do believe in mentoring, but understand where I'm going with this. Positive thinking, and, I, and the list goes on. If you're not meeting someone's need, then you don't have a Jesus ministry. Mm. And he said, my little daughter, she's at home. She's at the point of death. You see, there is a time limit on ministry. It could be your lifespan. Prophetically, we could be in the last of the last days. We need to get this in our spirit, the urgency that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. She's right now lying, Lord, at the point of death. And I pray, the man's praying to Christ. I ask you, come, lay your hands, lay your hands upon her. And the Bible says that she may be healed. This is how Jesus started his day. Now, right before this, he was on a boat teaching. Mm -hmm. Gets out of the boat and the ruler comes up to him. So he started his day in the word. Yep. But then the word produces desires in the hearts of those that receive it. You get what you preach. You preach healing, people get healed. You preach salvation, people should get saved. You preach on the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost, people should be filled with the Spirit. You get what you preach. He said, if you'll lay your hands on her, she'll live. And Jesus, notice son, Jesus went with him. Jesus went with him. Mm -hmm. And much people followed. So now you got one need, one man's cry, one man's daughter, but you got a crowd that are touched. Good morning, Brother Melton. They're touched by this cry of Jairus. Well, while they're going on the way to heal the girl, Jesus healed somebody. Same day, same moment as he's walking, the Bible says in Mark 5, a certain woman which had an issue of blood, 12 years, suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Mm -hmm. She heard of Jesus and came in the press behind, and she said, if I may touch but his garment, I know I will be made whole. On the way to heal somebody, Jesus heals somebody. Mm -hmm. Same day, one day in the ministry of Jesus, starts in a boat, declaring the word of God. The seed gets in the heart of Jairus. He comes up. Come on, Lord, I pray thee to my house. You see, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for your house. And this is why I love pastors, because as they're ministering in Jesus's house, the house of God. Why do you think the devil wanted churches shut down? Not Walmart, not uh, casinos. The devil knows what's in Jesus's house can heal virus. 
It can heal diseases. And the, and the media got the, the people so in fear, son, that they fell right into the trap. Shut down the house of God. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. Yesterday, the World Health Organization and John Hopkins said the recovery rate is 99.7% right now, yesterday. And you're going to shut a whole nation or the world down for something that is less dangerous than tuberculosis, heart disease, diabetes. The percentages are greater for that. So that shows you the devil was trying to shut the church down, in my opinion. But I'm not shutting down for any devil. Amen. And so um, the word of God declares, she said. Now, where did she get faith to speak? She was seeing something. Mm -hmm. She was watching. And she said, if I can just even touch him, I know I'll be made whole. That's a faith statement, see. So she presses through the crowd. And remember, part of the crowd was Jairus. Yep. Jesus and Jairus and the crowd that followed. But she presses through. Yes. And touches the hem of his garment. And the Bible says virtue or power flowed out of Jesus into her and immediately her blood was dried up. Her blood was dried up and Jesus turned himself about. Now here's the first point. When you operate in Bible faith, your faith can get Jesus to turn around to your direction. He's headed this way, but her faith touches him and turns him around. So when you operate in Bible faith, Jesus will turn himself to the thing you're releasing your faith for. Literally, we call that a move of the spirit. You know, Brother Hagin was so good at this, son. Whenever the spirit would get moving, he'd just yield to it. Whatever way the Lord was moving in a meeting. Mm -hmm. I pray that for myself every day. Lord, let me move in the spirit. Yes. Let me yield to the Holy Ghost. Let the nine gifts of the spirit flow through me to touch the people mm -hmm. that are following after Jesus. Let virtue flow out of this preacher. As humble as I might be or might not be makes no difference. I'm a vessel. I'm a channel. Hallelujah. Ah, glory to God. Glory Amen. to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Operating in Bible faith gets Jesus to turn towards you. I don't care what it is. Whatever you're releasing your faith for, yeah. it guarantees an immediate coming of Christ personally to you. Amen. To you. And so if we're going to operate in Bible faith, then we've got to get this vision. If I can just touch him. Oh, hallelujah. Remember that song I used to sing when I was younger in the meeting, son? Mm -hmm. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, mm -hmm. I know Christ's blood. blood has made me whole. 
I know Christ's blood has made me whole. Hallelujah. I know Christ's blood has made me whole. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know Christ's blood has made me whole. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Amen. This is one day in Jesus's ministry. He's declared the word. Jairus receives the word. Come and heal my daughter. On the way to heal somebody, Jesus heals somebody. The woman with the issue of blood. And then the Bible says, he turned. Your faith is going to turn God to you. Your personal miracle comes from the miracle worker. Not a man, not a preacher, not a denomination. It comes from Jesus Christ, mm. who is listening right now to you and I as we're receiving the word that we're giving out. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. I'll be back in Scranton the last week of September, Lord willing. But you hear me. The woman, Jesus says to her, your faith, talk about how to operate in Bible faith. Your faith has made you whole. Now, what were the three things that woman did that stopped Jesus and got him to turn around to her? Number one, when she heard, mm -hmm. faith comes by hearing, yeah. yep. Romans, Paul says, hearing by the word of God. <clears throat> like Billy Graham and so many of our great preachers that went before us, we have got to learn how to speak the word only. When I began to think like that years ago, I began to cut stuff out of my messages. Had nothing to do with the word. Had nothing to do with the word. Had nothing to do with the word. We're talking about faith. We're talking about how to operate in faith. How do you operate in faith? Well, you got to start with a word. Jesus started that one day by teaching from a boat, the word, the word, hallelujah, the word. Praise God. Every miracle, every blessing begins with the mighty word of God. Amen. This Bible, son, I've had for years. And Sister Sherry keeps the responses in our meeting, salvation and healing. The messages I preached out of this Bible, I have over 300,000 follow-up cards of people saved and healed. When it wore out, I said to Eric Smith, you know someone could put a new cover on my Bible? Eric said, send it to me. I sent my Bible to Eric, and he found a guy that put this beautiful, genuine leather cover on my old very much used Bible. Someone said, why did you spend the money for that? I want to be able to say one million people have been saved and healed as I've preached the word out of this Bible. I want to be able to say someday. And so I just keep using it. If something tears, I tape it. I've underlined it. Then I've underlined the underlines as the ink fades. I've gone back over the yellow markers with more yellow markers. Let me tell you something. You have to digest the word. 
for she heard. Secondly, then she said. There it is. If you're going to operate in Bible faith, you've got to speak the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just say this. The Bible tells us in the word of God. Let me read this in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, mm -hmm. and therefore have I spoken. Glory. We also believe we can join with our fathers and mothers of faith, and therefore speak. Two elements of Bible faith, believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, <clears throat> your mother, son, you remember she went to get a checkup. Mm -hmm. And they told her in the initial test she had uh, something wrong with the lungs. I forget the name of it now. Emphysema. Emphysema. My wife's never smoked anything that we know of. <laughs> and no, she hasn't. And she said, she said to the doctor, I don't have emphysema. <laughs> this test is wrong. I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And left. Less than a week later, she gets a call from one of the nurses, Mrs. Shuttlesworth. That test was wrong. You don't have emphysema. Emphysema. You don't have it. Your mother was so cute. She says, I know, and hung up on him. That's all she said. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Click. She did not come in agreement with the words that were spoken to her that were opposed to her Bible faith. And if you're going to operate in Bible faith, you're going to learn how to, number one, believe the word. Type it in your comments. I believe. I believe. And then number two, speak the word. Type that in. Speak the word. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe, I speak the word. And so in one day of Jesus's ministry, we see how faith operated. And here comes this woman. I love this story. And she was healed. That's it. Type it in. I believe. Speak the word. I believe. Speak the word. I believe. Mm -hmm. Speak the word. I believe. Amen. Speak the word. I believe. Speak the word, I believe. Speak the word. Now notice, when you believe and speak, it eliminates any doubt or unbelief from getting in. That's right. Because if you're speaking the word, the word produces faith. Mm -hmm. The word produces faith. That's it. The word produces faith. Amen. Karindo, rabba so koriandaha. Hallelujah. I had someone say to me one time, preacher. He was with me and your mother. And he said, you know, we've got to change the model in the church. 
Well, anytime someone tells me that you got to change something in the church, I got to listen because they may be getting off. I said, tell me what you mean. Well, he said, just like your ministry, it's sort of run on a mom and pop business model. I thought, a mom and pop business model? He's talking about you and your mom. And I thought to myself, if he would have 100 people saved that year, that'd be great. We see thousands of people come forward to the altars in our meetings. Mm -hmm. I know comparing yourself among yourself, you're unwise, but I got to figure this out, see. Why would he think what I'm doing? And I was listening. He said, I'm, I'm trying to develop a more corporate model. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But it's not Bible. We don't use corporations as our model. We don't even use mom and pop business as our model. Christ is our only example of ministry. And if we can see how Jesus operated in Bible faith, then we too will get the same results that Jesus got. Hallelujah. And so I listened, but I perceived that that dear person who we love had not yet come into the understanding of letting Jesus do the work. Didn't Jesus say, son, my yoke is easy, easy, mm -hmm. and my burden light is light. Mm -hmm. Learn of me. Glory to God. Amen. You see, he hadn't yet learned about the yoking process. That's right. He hadn't yet learned about the easy part of ministry. One time I was with Dr. Crandall. We, he asked me to take him downtown in Providence. And while we're driving, we got into the rush hour. We're pretty well stopped. And a guy driving a truck didn't want to wait in line. So he gets up on the berm, downtown Providence, starts gunning down along the side and clips one of those big light poles that are over the interstate, Interstate 95. And it falls. And when it hits the big armature, the light part of it, it smashed on the top of my van. And literally, just like in slow motion, little pieces of glass in my windshield busted out and the glasses uh, on the doors and all through the air, Teddy. I've never seen anything like it. Little pieces of glass are floating like in slow motion. I don't know if it was the shock of the hit or what, but here I see them coming, little pieces of glass. And they're going by my eyes. And I didn't even, you don't even have time to react. Little pieces of metal. Mm -hmm. My van stopped shaking. I look over at Dr. Crandall. I said, Brother Crandall, you all right? He said, I believe so. I, I didn't even think about myself first because I got this dear man of God. I don't want to be known as the preacher that was driving Dr. Crandall and got him killed. Yeah, he was with Brother Ted. And Brother Ted got in an accident. Oh, no. What is it you say? That's not going to be my story. Amen. That's right. So I look. He doesn't even have a little piece of glass in that beautiful head of gray hair. No glass on his clothes. I'm looking it over. How in the world did all those pieces of glass by the thousands and pieces of metal go in front of our face? In fact, you weren't with us, but your little baby seat was in the 
chair behind, a piece of jagged metal was stuck right through the seat. Mm. If I'd have brought you, they would be calling you the late Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Mm -hmm. Well, then I said, how about me? He looks me over and then we get out of the car. And when you looked where I was sitting, you could see the outline of my head and body, thousands of pieces of little glass stuck into the fabric. Mm -hmm but none where I was sitting and none on me and none in my hair, none on my face. Wow. When you looked at Dr. Crandall's seat, same thing, the outline of his bunny, little pieces of glass by the thousands in the fabric, even a piece of metal, but not one piece or shard of glass in his hair, his clothes, no cuts, no bruises, nothing. When the state trooper came to take the report, I'll never forget it, he had a, a book and he gets it out. He said, did they take these people that were in this van to the hospital already? He's writing it down. I said, no, sir. Well, where are they? I said, it's me and Dr. Crandall. The state tripper looks, closes his report book. And he said, you were in there when it got hit? I said, you can see where we were sitting. He looks, said a beautiful curse word because he wasn't <laughs> saved and turned around and walked over to the guy with the truck that broke the light. We get home and your mother's talking with a preacher's wife, similar God preacher's wife. Her name's Mary. And she hears the story and she says, isn't it hard to be in the ministry. <laughs> Isn't it hard to be in the ministry? I said, well, Mary, actually, no. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm a little suspicious of people that think they're operating in faith who are always fighting lions, tigers, and bears every time you see them. Oh, if you only knew what I was going through. Here's an idea. Go through it. Get it over with. But stay in faith mm. and do like Jesus did. Well, after Jesus ministers to the woman, same day, one day in the ministry of Jesus, one day while he was speaking, there came from... Jairus's house, the ruler of the synagogue, certain of these people had said, your daughter's dead. Your daughter's dead. That's not a good report. Nope. Your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master anymore. One day in the ministry of Jesus, my daughter's near death. Now they're saying she is dead. Okaha. Amen, Brother Oscar. Stay in faith. Glory to God. If the devil tries to oppress you, Brother Oscar, just lift your hands and speak in tongues and pray and build up your most holy faith. Amen. We're operating in Bible faith. Yeah. Glory to God. Well, as soon as Jesus heard that word spoken, the Bible said, he said unto this ruler, What? Your daughter 
shall live. Only believe. Only believe. Did you get that? Jesus is operating in Bible faith. Something interesting I want to ask you there. We come to when he gets to the house. Be not afraid. He said that only believe. Don't be afraid. And when he got there, there was people already mourning the daughter. Right. And Jesus said, she's not dead. She's only asleep. Right. Of course, Jesus understood. He had to tell him, you know, like with Lazarus, he had to finally say, they said, well, if he's sleeping, he'll be fine. He said, he had to tell him plainly, no, he's dead. But obviously Jesus wasn't ignoring what was going on with the girl because he had to deal with it. Talking about how to operate Bible faith. Right. You don't go by what you see. Right. A lot of people don't know this part of it. Yeah. The eyes of faith see the invisible. Yeah. Like the prophet and his servant Gehazi. Yeah. Oh, they that are with us are greater than they that are with them. Who were the theys and the theys? We know who the host of the army was. Right. We know who the prophet was in Gehazi, but who were the they that were with them? Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Eyes of faith. The Bible says, literally, and I, I take it literally. Now, faith is the evidence of the things not yet seen, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Evidence of things not seen. Faith does not operate in the natural realm of sight. Right. We walk by faith and not by sight. Let's stop on that a moment. That's a good point you make. Yeah. What was Jesus trying to teach his disciples? What is Jesus saying to us today? I believe he's telling us we're walking by faith. Mm -hmm. We're operating in Bible faith, son. Right. And if we are, you cannot go by what you see in the natural. We right. walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, a natural sense does not have anything to do with operating in Bible faith. So for those that are watching. So I, I say it this way real quickly. Faith is a sixth sense. Right. Yeah. Talk about this because this, this needs to be said, especially now. Uh-huh. Many people need to realize many times sight is the enemy of faith. Because the devil will paint the worst possible picture in the natural one time I was with Brother Shambach. We were in Boston at the John Hancock Auditorium. He asked me, he said, stand by my side, help me pray with the people. I said, yes, sir. And this beautiful African-American lady come up and she said, Brother Shambach, I have breast cancer. I'm going to pray. We didn't expect this. I know he didn't and I know I didn't. She opened her blouse and showed her naked breasts to the man of God. And one breast had worms eating the flesh. Runny, sore with worms, maggots in her breast. And Brother Shambach's answer was classic. He said, girl, close your blouse. You're messing up my faith. <laughs> he said, I don't want to see them maggots. <laughs> That's what he said to her. Now, I'm a young, I'm still in Bible school. I'm learning how to minister. So I learned something. Get your eyes off the problem. 
My dad had a preacher friend. His name was C.M. Ward. Brother Ward used to preach, we have too many cross-eyed Christians. <laughs> too many cross-eyed Christians. And dad said, what do you mean by that, Charlie? His name was Charles, mm -hmm. Charlie uh, C.M. Ward. He said, what do you mean by that, Charlie? You mean we got our eyes on the cross? That's a good thing. No. He said, we got Christians. They got one eye on the problem and one eye on the answer. Mm -hmm. And they're cross-eyed. And he said, they can't walk straight because they got their eye on the problem. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. And the Bible says that. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher yes. of our faith. And so when Brother Shambach said that, he said, close that blouse up, girl. You're messing up my faith. <laughs> Here I am, you know, 20-year-old Bible school student. Okay, make sure they keep their blouse shut. Amen. Got it. I got it, Brother Shambach. The next night, she comes back and she starts to undo her blouse. Shambach said, hold it. But she said, I want you to see. And there was brand new pink skin where the sore and the maggots had been. Wow. God cured her of the cancer. And we thank God. Amen. Now, let me fast forward. I'm in Rochester, New York with Alvin Slaughter. And you know how much I love Alvin. Mm -hmm. And we're preaching for Sister Edlin and her powerful son in the gospel, Steve Edlin, pastors there now. Yes. And a girl come forward from the hospital that had surgery. Go to that double shot. I'll show the people what I'm talking about. And on her side, she lifted it up and there was a big white bandage. And she unfastens the tape and there's a hole in the side of her stomach. And she said, Brother Shuttlesworth, the doctors have tried super glue because they couldn't stitch it. They tried everything. It won't close up. I look up at Alvin. I said, Alvin, sing some. <laughs> he started singing. I remember the song. He alone is worthy to worship and adore the Lamb of God, victorious, our risen Lord. And the gift of faith, come on me, while he was singing that. Sometimes the gift of faith will operate through a song. Well, <clears throat> I laid my hands over the hole, but I got my eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not looking at that hole with her guts in it. <laughs> hey, I'm talking real ministry yeah. here. I'm not talking about you sissy boys that hope you get out in time on Sunday, go play a round of golf before the evening service, if you even have an evening service, <laughs> or if you even have your church open. <laughs> I'm talking about frontline evangelism. That's me. That's him. Well, Alvin's singing, He alone is worthy to worship and adore. And I felt the power of God go right through my right shoulder, my right arm, my hand, into her body. She felt it and, and went to jump back. I grabbed a hold of her so she didn't fall. No, not in worship. In singing. 
mm-hmm. there's a difference. I don't have time to get into it. Right. Although it may operate in worship, I'm talking about singing, mm-hmm. utterance, speaking faith, singing faith. See, difference. Mm-hmm. Worship is God-centered. Praise, singing, is for the people. Actually, the Greek word there is entheos, fleshly demonstrations of joy. And you better know the difference or you'll never operate in the gifts of healing or the gift of faith. And, and, and really, we need to teach this. I, I don't say that as a rebuke. I'm just saying completely different thing. Well, anyhow, I grab her with this hand so she don't fall. And she stops and she looks down. And ladies and gentlemen, where that big hole was, it was about this big. There was skin. Now, she was an African-American woman. But the skin was pink. So I don't know if that was impartation. She got some of my white <laughs> flesh. I don't believe it. But it was like brand new flesh. Mm-hmm. And the hole was gone. I saw it. Alvin was there. Sister Edlin. Steve. We, we saw the glory of God. Amen. But we spoke to that thing. Now, I go to Reggie Scarborough's church in Lakeland, Florida, many years later. In fact, it was 2007, the month of February. Meeting went on four weeks. Well, there was a gentleman who came down and he said, my stomach won't heal. I said, what's wrong? He pulls his shirt up and there's the hole on the same side of the body as the uh, dear woman in Rochester. Same side, same size hole. (laughs) So I stopped. Somewhere I got this on tape because we were filming for TV then. I said, folks, I know what to do. And I saw some of the, and we had a lot of preachers sitting there. Good men. Jeff Connor, Love him. Steve, uh, uh, I haven't seen him for so long. McCart. Forgot his name. McCart. Uh, Eddie Trayers. Uh, just wonderful preachers were in that meeting. Brother Reggie, his wife, B, everybody. We love everybody. Well, Teresa said, I was there. Sister Kemp, yes. So, I say to folks, I know what to do. Why? I've done it before. But before I did it, I saw it. Jesus shows us how to operate in Bible faith. And in one day of the ministry of Jesus, there's all kinds of lessons here to operate in faith. Well, I said, I'm going to lay my hands on your Stomach, God's going to put new flesh there. Hmm. I just knew it. I've seen it happen twice. This is going to be the third time. And when I prayed, a very simple prayer, I said, Lord, heal the hole. (laughs) Oh, I could laugh right there. So anyhow, the power of God comes on. Kind of a heavy set guy. Had too much fried chicken and gravy. (laughs) Must have been Baptist. So anyhow... You know that preacher? Yeah. What does he say again? He said we need more biscuit-eating, gravy-sopping, leather-lunged, King James-only Bible-preaching preachers. This was this guy. Yeah. (laughs) So when I took my hands off, Angie Thomas's dad was working one of the cameras. I forget his name. And I tell him, come in close. And when they focus in, there's brand new skin over that big hole. God's done it again. Praise the Lord. Aaron McGill said, bless the Lord for fried chicken and gravy. (laughs) 
<laughs> by the pound. I know some people, Aaron, they order their food on a skid. <laughs> and a forklift brings it to the table. But hear me. <clears throat> Jesus shows us how to operate in Bible faith. See? Mm -hmm. So they say there's no use coming. The woman, your daughter, dead. And then my son asked me the question. Now, whatever Jesus did in this one day, one day with the master changes the circumstance. Go back over it in your mind. He starts by teaching the word. The word falls on four kinds of ground. One ground brings forth much fruit. Jairus receives it. He believes in it so strong. Please come heal my daughter. She's lying at the point of death. There's an urgency to ministry. We're living in the last of the last days. Mm -hmm. We'd better get these basic lessons to faith done and move on to the harvest field and bring in a mighty harvest of souls with the help of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, on the way to heal somebody, he heals somebody. A woman, when she heard, she said, she touched Jesus. Glory to God. She heard, faith comes by hearing. Let's just lift our hands and worship the Lord. I feel the anointing getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen. You know why, ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we've made up our mind. We're going to operate in Bible faith no matter what. Amen. Glory to God. We've seen the glory of God. We've seen the power of God. We know the word of God that I hold in my hand. It works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The blessing of the Lord. Korita, Mazondo, Rashikalabaha. The word of the Lord. Yes. The word of the Lord. It heals cancers. It heals sugar diabetes. It heals heart disease. It heals deafness and blindness and crippling conditions. Yes. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? No. No. It heals COVID. The last tested case in America of COVID-19 was August 25th. Now, what they call COVID is a combination. I found out when your grandmother, my mom, went to the hospital, they're combining pneumonia, influenza, and coronavirus, calling that the COVID. But um, that's why the recovery rate yesterday, our World Health Organization, John Hopkins, said 99.7% recovery in America. Glory to God. Isn't it amazing, Ted, that we'd shut the nation down for something that only has a 0.00187% chance of infection, an even smaller death rate with a recovery rate of 99.7. So yeah. it shows you people need this kind of faith. Right. Some of you need this faith. Get rid of your fear. Do you know last year, 2020, in the last 10 years, no, it was real. COVID-19 was real. It wasn't a hoax. It was an actual biological attack, Jennifer. I know that from my friends in Army Intelligence. It was not a hoax. It was a real attack. But the point is not whether it's a hoax or real. The 
point is there's nothing that Jesus can't heal. That's the point. And see, that's how easy we can get off our points, see. And so we need to understand this. And I introduced it, so God bless you ladies for commenting. But the point that I was trying to make is, why is it we get out of faith so quickly if it's not because we're listening to the wrong thing? That was the point I was trying to make. Be careful what you allow and what you hear. Now, Jesus himself, they said, she's dead. Don't trouble the master. She's dead. Those words were in the air around mm -hmm. Jesus' spirit that day. Right. But what did Jesus say to Jairus? Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Which means fear is opposite of Bible faith. Mm -hmm. For Jesus to make the correction, be not afraid, but believe, shows us he's putting the emphasis on faith and taking any emphasis those words produced off of fear. Now, just like faith comes by hearing, and I have to say this, fear can come by hearing. Just like faith comes by hearing, fear can come by hearing. And the Bible says, because we believe, therefore we speak. When you repeat the world's fear, when, you know, like some people, I know, I know disease can kill you. I know, who cares? We know there's death. But that's not how Bible faith works. Get your eyes off of what the devil's doing. Mm -hmm. Get your eyes looking unto Jesus. And in one day, Jesus shows us many powerful Bible lessons to operate in faith. So then he gets to the house. And when he comes in, he said to them, why are you making all this noise? Not everybody that's shouting is anointed. Not everybody that's crying is crying because they're touched by the Spirit. These folks were touched by death, fear, and sorrow. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is the man of sorrows. He carried your pain. He carried your sickness. He carried your disease. And if we're going to operate in Bible faith, we've got to be like Jesus. Not a preacher, not a man, not a denomination. We've got to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Now, I don't know how you are somebody. I don't fault people because their faith gets messed up. Because the Bible says we're to straighten the paths for those that are lame. Mm -hmm. We're to strengthen the weak. Let the weak say, I am strong. So you don't just cast someone onto the rubbish heap mm -hmm. because their faith isn't working. No, you do like Jesus did to Jairus and say, hey, what notes am I reading from? My notes of 40 years of teaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so in the word of God, I taught this years ago. What I've been doing to answer your question fully, I've been going back over 40 some years, 
my son's wanting me to write a book on the gifts of the Spirit. So I've been taking all my old notes, some I'm retyping, and I'm teaching them, putting them on video like we're doing today, so we can help people even after this is over. Well, Jesus goes in. He takes the damsel by the hand and says to her, Damsel, give me your hand. I want to say this to you personally. Talitha Kumai. Talitha Kumai. Someone said, this proves Jesus spoke in tongues. No. <laughs> and, I, uh, no, I had a guy say that in Bible school. And I don't identify as a damsel, just no, for those watching. Teddy is not a damsel. <laughs> Amen. I'm a dam. Amen. And that's true when you're raising horses. But anyhow. <coughs> Get this in your spirit. It's all right to laugh every once in a while. David Mischuck is laughing. He hasn't laughed in years. So that's beautiful. God bless you, David. Now, what I'm trying to get across to you. If you're in fear... Or if you receive death, you're not going to say, Talitha Kuma. What does those words mean? Well, the Bible says, when he said that, it meant being interpreted. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. That's it. Get up. Wait a minute. She's dead. Get up. Lazarus, come forth to the young man whose mother's crying. The funeral beer is going by. Jesus touches him. Live. Glory. Alan Walker said, looks like you've worked together before. Believe it or not, that is true. I perceive Alan is not only a pastor and a good one, but a prophet. Glory to God. Get up. Come forth. See, faith speaks. Faith speaks to the problem. Yep. I hope she don't mind me saying this, but I saw she put it online. Little Rhonda Spencer, a very precious woman of God, was told that she had a life-threatening cancer. You know what I admire about her son was she guarded her confession. Her and her husband, Brother Michael. That's right. They, they spoke faith. They faithed it out. Not faked it. Faithed it out. They used their faith. And I listened to her message from Sunday. Whoa, it was encouraging to be on the other side of your miracle. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, God's trying to bring you to the other side of your miracle. I call it the season of faith. My son can preach it by memory. Hello, Tim Adams. What do you do in the season of faith? Well, folks, what you got to do, somewhere between what you ask God for and the manifestation is a season. And how you speak, how you walk, and what you do determines whether you'll even get the manifestation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people undo their miracle because they're talking wrong, speaking wrong, putting emphasis on the problems. 
And this one day in the ministry of Jesus. Karabashula Mandikia. Hallelujah. Amen. Saw some lessons to operate in Bible faith. That's right, David. We stand. We stand. Hallelujah. Well, Amen. she gets up. She's healed. And the Bible says when he comes out of the ruler's house, there's blind men there. And they've seen the miracle and they come to the Lord same day. He said, Lord, heal our blindness. If he can raise someone from the dead, he can open blind eyes. Mm -hmm. Now, Ted, Jesus' answer is the key to operating Bible faith. You know what he said to them? Believe. Believe. Do you believe, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Sometimes when I was in Bible school, we used to sing a song in chapel. Our God is able to deliver you. Our God is able to deliver you. Though by sin oppressed, Go to him for rest. Our God is able to deliver you. Our God is able to heal you. Our God is able to heal you. Though by sickness oppressed, go to him for rest. Our God is able to heal you. And as a Bible school student, Frank Nemeth, who was on earlier, I sat right behind him in chapel. Man, the wave of glory would go across the chapel service as we, oh, mondo roboha, as we would sing, our God is able. There's faith in that. Jesus was saying faith words. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? So you're believing unlocks the ability of God. Yes, my son, Georgette, has an online Bible school. Why don't you talk to him about it, son? Yeah. I'll finish this in a minute. Yeah, you can get all of that uh, information. Waitress, I need more coffee. <laughs> They'll put it on the screen. There it is, miraclewordu.com. And we have uh, each of these subjects broken down. Faith, healing, power of the Holy Ghost, baptism of the Holy Spirit, prayer, mountain moving faith. Uh, prosperity, all these things we teach each course about five, six hours. Uh, last one was about eight hours. And you can get all of those at miraclewordu.com. Help you to understand, build your faith, and uh, prepare you for what God's called you to do. Well, this last thought, I want everybody that is watching to type in one word, me, M-E. Do it right now. I want to give you a moment to type it in. The word is me, M-E. E, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I want you to type it in, the word me, everybody, just as quickly as you can. I'm going to count to 100. When I get about 100 people, hello, Sue Pasquale, happy birthday yesterday. That's it. Type in the word me. Oh, it's going faster now. I'm up to about 50. Uh, it's still going. I, I want 100 people. Me. What in the world's Brother Shuttlesworth doing? Me. 
<laughs> oh, me. Type it in. Oop, that's about 70-some. Two, three. Hey, I need about 25 more. Type in the word me. Me, 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 me. Bill Sheets, all right. We're almost there. Give me 10 more people. Me, 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 me. Miracle Word Kids did it twice. I need two more. Amen. Vanderplug. Hello, George. All right. Larry Heck. Me. Now, what does that mean? Me. What does that mean? Me. The whole response of God's Word for whatever the condition is for you. The Word will work for you. Jesus says to these blind men, not one, several. He says, do you believe? See, you got to personalize this. You got to say, me, me. It's for me. And until you can make this word personal, you can never receive. And Jesus taught that here. He said, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Once you say yes, and you may want to type that in. Once you say yes, Lord, I believe. Oh, Lord, I believe. All things are possible, Lord. I believe, glory, 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 glory. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Glory. All things are possible. Lord, I believe. Karabashi karamandoraha. Do you believe? Jesus says, well, they said, and this is what you're going to say. Yes, Lord. Everybody type in yes. Hi, Mary Lawrence. God bless her. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Ted, you remember that song? I think, who was it? Shirley Caesar, you sing. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way, mm -hmm. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me. With my whole heart, I'll agree. What are you going to type in? I'm going to say yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes. <laughs> Woo, glory to God, ladies Amen. and gentlemen. Hallelujah. Praise That's God. one day in the ministry of Jesus. He starts by speaking the word from the boat. Mm -hmm. Jairus receives the word. Mama's on. Hallelujah. Glonda baro shuko rande behi. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. On the way to heal somebody, he heals somebody. Your faith can get Jesus to turn in your direction. And the woman, she... Heard, she said, she touched. She heard, she said, she touched. 
a very simple three-point outline for how to operate in faith. You got to hear the word. Mm -hmm. You got to speak the word. You got to receive the word. Amen. Jesus said, I am the word. In the beginning was the word. When she touched Jesus, she touched the word. She received him as her healer and deliverer. Good morning, Brother Richard. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just coming on, you need to go back and listen to this today because if ever the church needed to operate in Bible faith, I believe, son, this is that day. Yeah. This is that day. Now, I want to do something for your people. Can I do this? Sure. You don't even know what it is. <laughs> do whatever you want. I wrote a book. It's called The Road to Healing. Some of these teachings, especially the last chapter, how to keep what God gives you is in that book. I want you to have it. Because I've seen people say, do you have a Bible school? Do you have this or that? And thank you for donating today. 250, wow. Thank you, Kayla. All right, I'll tell you what we'll do. For those that will give, like Kayla, right now, I want to send this book to you. And um, how can, tell us how they give, son. I know you know it better than me. So there on the screen, you can see the different ways to sow a seed. You can always go to MiracleWord.com and uh, there's a, a, all the different avenues of giving are on the site. Um, to receive that book, Road to Healing, as you're on the site and you're sowing seed, you can go to MiracleWord.com forward slash offer and there's a drop down there. You can select Road to Healing. Now, on normally if they give this month, you're giving Brother Hagin's book. Mm -hmm on the anointing. Right. But they can select road to healing on that drop down. Okay. And then, um, and then if they give at least a thousand, you are adding to it. Correct. A Bible, right? Yes. Need that, to have a Bible folks. Yeah. We're going to send one. the, uh, life application study Bible to you. Genuine leather, beautiful Bible. Uh, so for those that are sewing a thousand dollars, we're going to send you road to healing as well as understanding the anointing and the Bible. Now, why, why do I stop and start talking about receiving an offering? I'll tell you exactly why. It takes faith to give to God. Yes. And so many of you say you're enjoying this. He edits this. It'll become a podcast, television around the world. I'm on 182 nations right now, every single week. And your gift can take this blessing and multiply it and other people will enjoy what you enjoyed today. Amen. And I believe this son, I believe ultimately that when you give, you cement your connection to the word you've heard. Mm -hmm. How many times, how many times have I given an offering after I heard a man or a woman of God speak a word that helped me. I can't even count it anymore. Right. Yeah. But I learned that from when I was a child that you give for the word. You sow for the word. Yeah. You make sure that a part of you, because what your money is, 
Your money is a part of who you are. Right. The hours you spend, the work you do. And when you give, you're wrapping your faith around the importance of who you are mm -hmm. in the kingdom to make sure someone else can come into the kingdom. Absolutely. Now, when you operate in Bible faith, you've got to bring that over to your giving. Mm -hmm. You really do. Yeah. You really, really, really do. And so I want to encourage every one of you just as quickly as you typed in the word me, whether you're going to give by hashtag donate or miracleword.com, cash app, whatever he's got up there. I want you to type in like Alan, hashtag donate. And be, let, let's fill the screen up with gospel goers. What do I mean by that? Jesus said, go you unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. When you give, you're becoming a gospel goer. You're sending your money on ahead for souls. We see thousands. You know, last year I never shut down, son. Yeah. Hundreds were saved in the tent crusades, each one. 390 some and 400. And be like Alan Walker. Be like... Um, Regina. Yes. Uh, is it Joliffe? I like that name. Mm -hmm. Be like these people, like Caleb uh, Nardi did a moment ago and say, I'm going to take my faith... And I'm going to wrap it around a financial gift that the world can hear this again and again and again. Oh, thank you, Sister Joseph. That's beautiful. Thank you. And you'll get that Bible, my book, maybe the anointing book. We'll, we'll do whatever we got to do to bless you. Amen. Rhonda, my little friend, I love her. I hope you found what you were looking for there in Daytona. I'm doing the cash app now. But folks, I'm just Thank telling you. you, when you hear a message of faith, it requires a response on our part. Mm -hmm. To whom much is given, to whom much is given, much is required. Father, I pray a blessing on these that have heard the word. Yes. And now they're becoming a doer of the word by giving an offering to you for the gospel. And I thank you for my son. I thank you for his ministry. I thank you for all the television that just opened up for him in this brand new year. I thank you for his podcasts and his crusades and his books and so much you're helping him to do. Raise up new partners, these that are listening, that say, you know what? Brother Ted hasn't shut down. He's still going forward. I'm going to be a gospel goer by being a partner with Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Amen. Jennifer Sullivan, God bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, Daniel. Daniel Sherry. 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 <laughs> I call her Sherry. Now, I want to pray as you're giving. I want to pray a blessing over your money. Father, Orisa, Bodoko, Rabinde, Keshika, Borondo, Samande, Vaziko, Oo, Poshiha. Mandinda rombado kotopadinda hilaha, kasopo riandaradabaha. For the word of the Lord is that my word is the word that produces faith. Therefore, when you Thank sow you. into the ground of faith, you have sown into good ground. Yes. And you will receive a harvest. And that harvest will come from the good ground that you are sowing right now. 
Thank you, Lord. Get ready, declares the Lord. Caribondo. Let me pray a little bit more of that out in the spirit. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord say, when you sow, you're sowing for me to open a nation. You're sowing for me to open the nations. Therefore, the Holy Spirit says, open, 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 open. For the word of the Lord comes to me now saying Canada is about to have a miraculous opening and the people shall rise up and the devil shall be defeated in this measure that he's working to do this moment. It shall not prosper. But everything that I have sent my word to do, it shall prosper. Kisa borondo ko raha. For the giving of my children this year will undo the great reset. Rich, powerful men have decided that they will control the population of the world and its monies. But God's children, you have come over into my system of faith and sowing and reaping. Therefore, the devil cannot touch your money the devil cannot touch your job. The devil cannot touch you. For he would have to touch me first because it's my kingdom and you're in my kingdom of blessing. For the Lord says, sow and sow again. Sow and keep on sowing. And consider not the weather, the storm, the clouds, the rain, but rather... Focus your faith upon me. In one day, I did all that my servant declared. I declared the word to a great crowd. I brought deliverance to a man's daughter. I healed a woman that doctors could not help. And I opened the eyes of blind men. That's one day with me, declares Jesus. Oh, that's one day with me, declares the Lord. I'll give you days with me. I'll give you many days with me, declares the Lord. And every day that you walk with me will be a day of faith and miracles. Every day that you walk with me will be a day of faith and miracles. Amen. Receive receive your healing, receive your miracle, receive the touching of your loved ones, receive the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, adds no sorrow to it, declares the Lord. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it by faith. Yes. And begin to praise me for I am opening up the nations. And by the time the summer comes, the story will be different. The narrative will be different by the time this summer comes. From last year Passover to this year's Passover, people were locked down, quarantined, shut down. 
Even Noah was in the ark for just one year. But after one year, I let that ark come to rest in a place that I had prepared for Noah and his family. Even as it was in the days of Noah, saith the Lord, so shall it be in the days of the son uh, uh, of the last days when the son of man shall come. The year is up. The ark is resting and the glory, not just the natural ark, but the glory of the ark of the covenant is the glory of God. Expect a breakout awakening to begin to manifest worldwide after after the month of April, you shall hear it. 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 For I, the Lord God, am bringing the plans of the devil and evil men to naught. Nothing. They are being reduced to nothing. And my word declares, be sure your sins will find you out. Therefore, those that have sinned against humanity, their sin will find them out in this year. And you'll hear it. And I'll judge it. And I'm going to bless and save and heal and move for your family, for your city, your town, your nation, for you. Operate in Bible faith. Yes. And you'll have a day with Jesus. Glory Amen. to God. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. So therefore, as you wrap your faith around your offering today and you sow it, you're saying, my God <laughs> is able to deliver <laughs> me. My God is able to deliver me. Oh, my sin oppressed, I go to him for rest. My God is able to deliver me. My God is able to heal me. Thank you, Jesus. My God is able to heal me. Go by sickness oppressed. I go to him for my healing and rest. My God is able. Marabatika Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. So today we looked at one day, one day, one day in the ministry and life of the Lord Jesus. And what did we find out? Glory to God, we found out how to operate in Jesus' faith, Amen. in Bible faith. Never forget it. Go back and listen. Share this to all your friends. We need greater faith. Lord Jesus, increase our faith, they yes. prayed. I pray with my son today, Lord, increase my faith. Increase Thank my you, faith. Increase my faith. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day with Jesus. One day with Jesus. 
will change your life forever. Yes. Bless his name. Son, I know mom and your wife's on tomorrow, but yeah. I tell you, I, enjoy, I didn't know I was coming today. <laughs> our guest wasn't able to make it. But thank God, our special guest, Jesus, made it. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. No, you enjoyed it. Tomorrow, you don't want to miss it. As my dad just said, my yeah, keep giving. That's wife good. and my mom are going to be on together. Same time, 1030 a.m. And uh, we start tomorrow night in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Central Assembly of God. Uh, tomorrow night and Saturday, all day, uh, Legacy Men's Conference. And then Sunday morning, open to everybody, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., all the information on the website, miracleword.com forward slash schedule. And uh, we're going to be there. We want to see you guys in person. I know a bunch of you have said you're going to be uh, joining us. We love you, Pastor Allen. Brother a Al. Of, a bunch of you said you're going to be joining us in Pennsylvania. Sherry. It'd be great to see you. Um, but yeah, go to our website and check out all of the confirmed dates. We'd love to see you in person this year. We've got people flying down from Miami. Uh, it's going to be a great year. I'm telling you. I feel the Holy Ghost saying it again. We're going to run in 2021. And pray for favor for our tent crusade in Miami. Yeah. Uh, we're right at getting the last permit and it got delayed. I think we probably got one of the devil's little children in the mayor's <laughs> office, but I'm asking God to send in one of his sons or daughters. Amen. And get that permit through. Amen. Praise God. Once again, for everybody that sowed seed today and you'd like to receive that book, The Road to Healing, uh, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer. You can put that up and show that because the website's on that uh, slide, miracleword.com forward slash offer. And uh, there's a drop down there on that page where you can choose Road to Healing by my father. And then again, for those of you that sold $1,000 or more, we're gonna send you this book, Understanding the Anointing that you just saw on the screen, as well as Road to Healing and the uh, Life Application Study Bible as well. And we say thank you to everybody that's sewing. It's exciting. Uh, Tonight, we're airing our broadcast again here in the United States. We're airing weekly now through every island in the Caribbean. And starting in the 1st of March, we're going to be airing now on the entire continent of Africa and all of the UK. And it continues to increase. Pakistan and Philippines airing the broadcast. And tomorrow, if you have DirecTV, mm -hmm. I'm on the Word Network. Yep. 7 o'clock New York City time. Yeah. 4 o'clock in California, California. Cali. So you can watch it. Thank you for sewing. Thank you for hanging with us. Uh, don't miss tomorrow morning. It's going to be powerful. Love you, Brother Joe. We'll see you in a couple of uh, days. And um, thanks again to my dad. If you enjoyed it, throw some fire up in the comment section. Listen, if you're not already subscribed to my father's podcast, I want to encourage you to go and subscribe to his podcast. You can go to all... Uh, major podcast platforms, Spotify. You know what I did, son? I took one year. I used to do radio every day, Monday through Friday. Yep. So I had them re-edit all my radio broadcasts. Mm -hmm. And now they're, what do you call them? Podcasts. Yeah, they're podcasts. Monday through Friday. It's just like listening to radio a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, the anointing's still on them. I listened. I got blessed, became a partner with myself. <laughs> it's great. So two things Hello, you can Tobin. do. Number one, subscribe to his podcast. So search Ted Shuttlesworth. You'll see it's red uh, cover art with his picture on it. And you'll see it there, Ted Shuttlesworth podcast. 
uh, you can get Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. No, I'm not coming with Teddy this weekend. I'm going swimming. <laughs> and then the second thing is download the uh, Ted Shuttlesworth's radio app from the App Store and listen to 24-7 digital radio on Ted Shuttlesworth's radio app. It's available for Google Play. It's available on the Apple Store. And uh, all you have to do is search Ted Shuttlesworth's radio. And uh, the app will come up for your phone, tablet. You can listen and you will be blessed. Love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today. Sharon, welcome. First time here. Oh, everybody on YouTube, welcome Sharon. All the Victory Tribe members. Welcome Sharon for watching. First time ever on YouTube. We love you. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.